0: I'm only human after all And you're only human After all, don't put the blame on me. Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 103, verses 8 through 13. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. She will not always accuse, nor will she keep her anger forever. She does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is her steadfast love toward those who fear her. As far as the east is from the west, So far, she removes our transgressions from us. As a mother has compassion for her children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear her. Genesis chapter 41, verse 53 through 42, uh, verse 47, uh, 42, verse 17. The seven years of plenty that prevailed in the land of Egypt came to an end. And the seven years of famine began to come just as joseph had said there was a famine in every country but throughout the land of egypt there was bread when all the land of egypt was famished the people cried out to pharaoh for bread pharaoh said to the egyptians go to joseph what he says to you do and since the famine had spread all over the land joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the egyptians for the famine was severe in the land of egypt Moreover, all the world came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, because the famine became severe throughout the world. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you keep looking at one another? I have heard, he said, that there is grain in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there, that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he feared that harm might come to him. Thus the sons of Israel were among the other people who came to buy grain, for the famine had reached the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was governor over the land. It was he who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? he said. They said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. Although Joseph had recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Joseph also remembered the dreams that he had dreamed about them. He said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, No, my lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. But he said to them, No, you have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said, We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of a certain man in the land of Canaan. The youngest, however, is now with her father, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is just as I have said to you, your spies. Here is how you shall be tested. As Pharaoh lives, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Let one of you go and bring your brother, while the rest of you remain in prison, in order that your words may, may be tested whether there is truth in you. Or else, as Pharaoh lives, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in prison for three days. Acts chapter 7, verses 9 through 16. The patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all of his afflictions and enabled him to win favor and to show wisdom when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt appointed him ruler over Egypt and all over his household. Now there came a famine throughout Egypt and Canaan, and great suffering, and our ancestors could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there on their first visit. On the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and invited his father Jacob and all his relatives to come to him. 75 in all. So Jacob went down to Egypt. He himself died there as well as our ancestors, and their bodies were brought back back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for some of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. Good morning and welcome to the fifteenth Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. The readings for this morning come from Psalm 103, Genesis 41 and 42, and finally Acts chapter 7. And uh, besides the psalm, we really just have kind of story time. Uh, The Acts uh, reading just follows on, or explains, and reflects back on the story that we read in in Genesis. Um, And that story is kind of the... I don't know, I always remember when I was in Sunday school as a kid, like there was, there's all the Genesis stuff. And then somehow they became slaves in Egypt. And how that connected, I wasn't totally sure. I never actually saw a God spell. I don't know that I ever will. Um, But um, this is that transition story. Um, From the, from uh, their father, Jacob, Uh, they have 12 sons and, uh, there's actually more than that. Um, I think Benjamin replaces Joseph. And so Benjamin and Joseph are half-tribes um, later on, I think. I, mean, I can't remember for sure. Um, but the uh, the older sons sell Joseph into slavery. And Reuben, as you recall yesterday, was kind of the, the outsider who said, well, you know, secretly trying to save Joseph's life. Um which he did, but he still got sold into slavery. Um, and so the uh, Joseph becomes uh, is sold, and he somehow becomes favored by Pharaoh in Egypt. And he, he's so trusted that he's put in charge of storehouses, which um, then become really important and gives Joseph a lot of power be, when a famine comes through the land. In the meantime, the brothers... Um, are hungry because there's a famine. And they come and they they ask who they just think is Pharaoh's um, governor for um, for grain to make bread and, and continue to be able to eat. Anyway, so um, the the axe reading gives us a little bit more, and I suspect tomorrow on Saturday when I don't typically um, record a first formation, um, we'll get more of that story, but um, in essence, they're reconciled, um, and then Joseph has his family come and live in Egypt. And so all the, the buildup in Genesis kind of concludes or closes with all of Israel, uh, all the brothers and relatives living in Egypt in favor, um, because Joseph, who had been sold into slavery there, had kind of risen through the ranks, so to speak. And they all they all die and are buried in Egypt. And then that that in between that transition, several generations pass, and um, the the tables have turned, and there's um, more famine in the land, and Egypt Pharaoh really is having these Hebrew slaves build storehouses, um, the same kinds of storehouses that that Joseph and his family at once kind of um, governed and then we get into and then they cry out and so and then eventually when they escape they take joseph's bones with them and uh uh into the into the wilderness um but that that's in a very oversimplified nutshell is is how you get from genesis into exodus and then the rest of the bible and in that that however many generations between Joseph bringing his family into Egypt and then becoming slaves like that story is left largely untold Um, it must be a tragic story because they end up in slavery crying out to God um, uh, because their taskmasters are so um, horrible to them Um, that same cried out is a really important um uh, tool in the Bible to indicate when someone is um, is in trouble and when God is called upon to hear that they are in trouble. That same um, you know rhetorical device is already used by um, by or the the Egyptians and the people of the world are crying out to Pharaoh for for help for sustenance um, and. Sometimes I think we get kind of we get the Bible into our head and we we take for granted the incredible kind of nuance of these stories. Um, We we think we know who the good guys are and the bad guys are. um, Who are the Boy Scouts and who are the warriors, I suppose. And we forget that um, there's always a time when they weren't enemies or we weren't enemies. Um, there's always a time when our enemies were in as much trouble as we are. Um, and too often, these cycles repeat themselves or, or uh, uh, things are the way they are because we sit back and think, well, things are the way they are. Instead of digging into our own history, our own traditions and rituals um, and being open-minded and open-hearted enough to recognize that our enemies are men and women, just like us. Um, And in this transition period, we don't get any of that story. And I think that's unfortunate um, because it just takes for granted that there's this wonderful reconciliation. And then, you know, as a reader, it's almost like overnight, all of a sudden they're slaves and you're supposed to expect that Egypt is just this horrible superpower when in fact that isn't really the story. Um, the story is much uh, more complicated than that. Um, in Exodus, it says that the, the Hebrews were, were becoming too numerous. Um, you know, they were following the guidance of God if, after the, uh, the eviction from Eden uh, by going forth and multiplying. And the Egyptians were afraid because they were so numerous, so they made them slaves. And that's all you get. And, um, And you're, you kind of forget that um, Pharaoh actually brought up Joseph to, you know, to be the head of um, his household. Um, That there's parts of the story that are difficult to integrate with our own preconceived notions and and biases. And so we just forget them, we toss them aside. Um, And so uh, I think the military is one of those places. Why well, I, I remember at the end of uh, basic training, after you've seen one another in uh, army greens for nine weeks, uh, everybody's got the same haircut. Um, everybody's basic sounds the same by then. And then you get your first pass or your first uh, weekend leave, and all of a sudden people are dressing in civvies, and you and you forget how different you are. Um, but the, it's this, it's this interesting. I don't know, it's, just, it's this kind of magical, for lack of a better word, magical moment where you forget, oh, normally I would think this and that about you, but for nine weeks I've trusted you, I've, um, uh, you've trusted me, and we've gone through shit together, and so all of a sudden I really don't care uh, what your skin color is, I don't care you know, what clothes you wear so much as I do that I know that I can trust you. Um, And so I think the military is one of those places that um, breaks down some of those things by unifying uh, a a community. Whatever we have to say about that process is another conversation. But um, it's one of those places where um, our biases get interrupted and sometimes tossed aside. It isn't true for everybody. There's still a lot of effed up people that come through the military um, and despite... Uh, what, for some people like me, is really formative and positive uh, 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 set of experiences, for you know, to some extent. Um, for other people, it's just kind of water for ducks back. Uh, some people don't get the same kind of positive benefit, um, and maybe a lot of people don't. Uh, but those transitions um, are are worth. Um, Putting the story, you know, thinking through how did we get from here to there, and what can we learn from it, um, and uh, how can that help us break down these barriers that divide us um, by understanding our story better, by digging into um, some of these elements that we want to overlook that make it difficult um, to to make and maintain enemies. Prayer for the Unity of the Church, from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and conquered. That, as there is but one body and one spirit, One hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. So we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.